Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. We've got big problems with the parlays. I know we do. There's no going back. There's I know pretty way of uh, putting this. I know. You, I give you permission to do anything with like two, like 200, three. I don't even know how much it is, Gabe. All right, let's put, put this put, in context. Put a monster parlay together and let's buy a lottery ticket because I don't care. To anymore. put this in context, I don't care. We have one parlay for $213. That's Mexico, right? They're willing to uh, pay back $34 on it. No cougar. We're not accepting your deal. <laughs> That's not a good joke. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Spectacular. Spectacular. And the Swiss remain unbeaten in 19 consecutive matches. That's right, Switzerland. They don't only uh, downhill ski, Diego Maradona. The Swiss, a late goal to uh, shock uh, Serbia and Serbian uh, backers. And uh, people, uh, I got to tell you what, uh, this game, the draw, was an incredibly popular pick. I came ultra close to taking the draw myself. But as uh, you could uh, check my posted picks... Uh, well documented, couldn't re- couldn't pass up uh, Switzerland at uh, plus one ninety. It actually closed at plus two hundred. That's nineteen consecutive matches. These guys fly under the radar because everybody talks about um, you know Germany and France and Belgium, Switzerland. They're not sexy. They got a great freaking goalie. Um, you know they just uh, they're solid and they're mentally tough as we see. They fall they fall behind. Come back. They come back. They fell behind against Brazil. They came back. They fell behind today against Serbia. Uh, they come back. Um, Switzerland's the real deal. They're going to be a difficult uh, out yet. Every Swiss game is just like a heart attack uh, special. So uh, Switzerland cashes plus a two hundred. Another wild day of uh, soccer from uh, Russia. Today, Nigeria. Oh boy, gets their first uh, win of the uh, the World Cup, uh, beating the Icelandicers and uh, Iceland. Iceland were just overwhelmed uh, today. Nigeria played a hell of a lot better today than they did in their first uh, game. They're fast, which uh, sets up a uh, a showdown uh, right now between Nigeria and Argentina to advance. Although Iceland still have a legitimate chance because Croatia has already won their group. Iceland are going to play Croatia now, but uh, there's no there's no incentive for Croatia to care about this game. Now they're going to play. Uh, they're going to play their reserves. Yep, it's not backups in soccer. Reserves. Reserves. They're going to call them their. They're going to. They're going to. Uh, they're going to call up their reserves to play. For the most part, I would imagine. But the thing is, this is the World Cup, so. Every dude on every World Cup team, with the exception of like you know Saudi Arabia and Panama, etc. There's a few, there's a few countries, Iceland actually, where they generally they've got like one guy that plays in a yeah, real league. They got a population of four hundred thousand. Like most of them, you know, they play in the Icelandic leagues. They got a few. It's not true. They got a few guys that play in in other leagues. 
Uh, but, um, yeah, Argentina, Argentina and uh, Nigeria, we're going to run down uh, the table and break down the scenarios uh, for you. It's, it's pretty tricky and stuff. And you know what? Uh, the way that they decide this stuff, too, if everybody's tied after the group, the head-to-head is actually uh, card bookings. Who has uh, less card bookings? And if the card bookings are tied, they actually flip a coin. So Portugal and Spain, there's a legitimate uh, chance, actually, that they could uh, flip a coin to see who wins this group. But it would actually take them both having the exact same result in their last game. And it would take uh, it would take them having the exact same cards? amount of cards. That, that's pretty rare. It's never happened in World Cup history yeah. before. Yeah. It's happened where you go to the card uh, tiebreaker, but it's never been and the cards are tied. But the thing is, they're tied exactly. They played each other and they tied at three. They both won one nothing. Yep. So they're both <laughs> they both have four goals. Four. They both have four uh, three goals against. They can't play each other. So if they both win by the identical score again. They're the exact same. They're just like mirror. <laughs> it's like that gif on Twitter, like the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. And you know what? It really pisses me off, that gif, because I can never freaking find it. I don't know, man. I look up Spider-Man. I look up, like, I don't know. Where do you guys find that gif? Because it's really upsetting me. I find I, I, I find pretty cool gifs, too. So so Red Heat and Rage, I'm Gabriel Morancy, alongside Camp Stewart. We've got a real stacked uh, show. Stop more stacked than a cast of Baywatch. Uh, today on That's the program, yeah, Steve Merrill's going to step up and and uh, join us. Babano joins us, so yeah, we're we're representing everybody. Steve Merrill covers experts.com, throws it down. Steve uh, Merrill also uh, over at prosportsinfo.com. Babano from sportsbookreview.com and sportsmemo.com. Uh, we've got uh, Ricky Sanders in the DFS hour from uh, the rotocurve.com and. Um, uh, we've got royalty, not the king. King Jr.? King Jr., Sean Angle. Not Scott, but uh, Sean Angle. And uh, Sean's like the brains behind Scott anyway. Scott was just like the front man. I think uh, Scott Angle, uh, and you know, Scott will be the first one to, to admit this, too. He was just reading the crib notes, I think. His kid was uh, making Scott look good. So we bypassed the king. The king's out. The prince is in. I guess that's what he would be, right? Yeah. The prince? Yeah. Prince King, Angle. King, prince Angle. It's actually, hello, sounds pretty the, good. The king and the prince. Yes, yes. It actually has a good ring to it. Prince Angle. Hello. Yeah, it does. It sounds great. The king and the prince. <laughs> Switzerland. Chocolate and cheese, Gabe. And soccer. Known for chocolate and cheese. That's that's their big exports. Chocolate and cheese? Yeah. Switzerland. Great cheese. Great chocolate. Great <laughs> soccer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You said it, man. It's been wild. Hey, and you saw that Brazil game, too. These guys score late. Like, that's some crazy things going on right there. You talk about the tiebreaker scenarios, man. I don't know. It's, it gives you – you think it's hard putting it together, uh, a DraftKings baseball lineup, when you look at the, the scenarios of who's going to advance. That'll give you a headache, too, man. There's a lot of crazy things going on. Well, today to – the, yes, today was one of those um, – today was one of those bad beat, heartbreak – Soccer is a hideous bitch goddess type of bad breaks for people. And I'm seeing on Twitter right now our main man, Brandon, in St. Louis. Um, he's upset. He had a draw in this game today, as did our boy Pierre in Toronto. Uh, a lot. Uh, the, 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 my Twitter's lighting up with people that had a draw. They're crying about the late goal with Switzerland. 
um, you know, people that backed um, Costa Rica today against Brazil. Listen, nobody was going to take Costa Rica to win the game. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people took Costa Rica plus a goal and a half uh, today. And were feeling pretty damn good about themselves. As the, the game was scoreless in the 93rd minute. <laughs> you go 91, you know, you go 90 full minutes. You don't give up anything. And they added six minutes of extra time. And then, boom, goal. And then, boom, another goal. And Brazil come out of this cosmetically. People, oh, look, they won. It's, it was 2 nothing. It's like, no. yeah, yeah, it was and it wasn't. And you guys want to hear a, a bad beat. This is what I woke up to this morning because, man, I, I do shows all night. It catches up to me. These stupid games start at 8 in the morning. And uh, so I get my bets in uh, late last night, man, all right? And I'm not feeling good. I've slept like, you know, six hours this week or something. Yeah. I get my bets in in the overnight. And I take I take the first goal of the game to be a penalty kick, 11 to 1. I take the first goal scorer of the game, Neymar, at plus 260. Ooh. The game's scoreless. So I was up in the morning, got the bets in. I set my uh, phone alarm to wake up at 745 for the game, but... Um, I just turned the game on, and I sort of lied there, but I fell asleep again. I actually woke up. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why Lord Gambler wanted to mess with me like this, but I actually woke up, and the first thing I saw was like, I'm like, all right, what, how much time is left in this game? They're like, oh, 55 minutes. I'm like, okay, all right. Literally like a minute after I start watching again, Neymar gets taken down in the box. And I'm thinking, holy shit, this is unbelievable. I just woke up to an 11-to-1 hit. <laughs> so basically, like, Neymar's standing there in the box, and I'm thinking, wow, yeah. all he's got to do is make this penalty kick, and I'm going to hit a plus 1,100 bet to start the day and the plus 260 on top of it. It was incredible. Like, you know, $40, it was amazing. It was, when you added it all up, it was, it was basically nearly $1,000 for, like, 40 bucks or 60 bucks or something. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is too good to be true. And evidently it was because of their stupid video replay in which uh, they went to the uh, they went to the review. And um, I can't believe it, but a Brazilian player actually uh, dove and <laughs> embellished. Greg Luganis, Brazil. He wasn't even freaking touched. Like, that's why I'm not crying about this all day. Otherwise, I really I'd bitch about it, but... It's not going to do me any good bitching about it. I would I would bitch about this, but what the hell? He dove. He was. It wasn't a penalty kick. Yep. Like the video. You know? Nice bet, though. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> I know. It's always close. 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 They laid dollar short yeah, last night. Nice. Similar situation, man. DraftKings, guys, I told you. Take both quarterbacks, both defenses. What happens? Pick six. Pick, pick six. six. Two pick sixes in a row. Bunch of sacks, interceptions. The defenses and special teams are freaking killing it. I'm in first place with like 4,000 people in DraftKings for like half the night. That is until uh, Zach Caleros got hurt and got knocked out of the game. Unbelievable. Like, what? That, that's, you know what? That, that's just bad, bad, bad luck. That's just, you know, I don't. Brandon Bridge. I don't, I don't even look at it like bad, bad luck. I look at it like. If you're going to play every day, things are going to happen every day. But That's true. Usually, it seems like I do have some sort of painful 
really over-the-top, extreme, bad beat on a nightly basis that mo- most people would want to jump off their balcony. But if you're going to bet like a million games a day, it's going to—it's inevitable. Look, today, Cam, I had the under two and a half in the uh, in the Iceland game. Okay. It was two nothing. Iceland had a penalty kick, and uh, Buddy missed. I know they caught caught a break there. Then right, he put yeah. it over the net, and you know who would expect the guy to miss. So you take the good with the bad. It is what it is. That's true. But a quarterback getting hurt is a little bit. It, when you look at the the realm of things to happening to cost you a fumble, it's pretty extravagant. It is, but in, in all reality, how many other thousands of people in this contest also had the quarterback? Yep. You think I'm the only I'm the only one that had Zach Caleros last night? Yeah. Lots of guys. Yeah, you're right. So it's, hurt a lot of people. It's the way it is. Like there was there was one game. <laughs> there was two quarterbacks. One of them got hurt. Yeah. Athletes get hurt. I do have good news. Red Blacks. Quarterbacks get hurt. <laughs> we had Red Blacks all over the board with the teasers uh, and everything. It's good news. That might as well have been like two years ago, Ken. Oh, really? I, I, I look at my account and see pluses, Morency. That's all that matters about that game. I just went uh, through uh, basically uh, nine hours of soccer this morning. Like that, that Red Black game feels like it was literally like two years ago. I don't even remember it. I know we won the bet. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa rolled. <laughs> I've probably placed about nine bets since that red-black game, if not more. And, uh, yeah, this World Cup's been a grind. I always tell people to stop complaining about what times these uh, these games are on at and stuff, but I I will admit I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. 8 o'clock in the morning every day, it'll take its toll. Be better if, like, the first game was, like, 11. I agree. Yeah, why can't you go 11-2-5? But we can't. It is what it is. It's in Russia. That's right. What's the time difference? Yeah, six hours. Six hours. So that'd be they'd be starting the game at uh, yeah, eleven p.m. That's a little bit late. So when it's when it's uh, eight in the morning here, they're starting at two in the afternoon. afternoon. And then their late games when it's two o'clock uh, here in the afternoon. That's the prime time late, like eight p.m. Yeah, like tomorrow. That's the night game. So like yeah. tomorrow, Germany and Sweden are two in the afternoon. It is. It is. That's soccer, man. Look at the poor people in Costa Rica. Costa Rica played at 8 a.m. Eastern this morning. Costa Rica, that's 6 a.m. Like, all their games have been at 6 a.m. in Costa Rica. So, you know, the World Cup's every four years. The entire country's looking forward to it. Hard to have these big parties and just yeah. everything. It's yeah. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Let's, let's do it. Well, they're nut jobs, yeah. and they do. But, you know, it's just it's sort of uh, – I for me personally, I would prefer if the games were on at, like, 2 in the morning. That's the best to me. It's like the the Winter Olympics when it's yeah. on in the middle of the night. That's what I like. Yeah, perfect. This, this early it, morning stuff's killing me. I know it is, man, because you do another show. You go to bed. You got to grab a couple hours. Boom. Well, even if I wasn't, game. I wouldn't be going to bed anyways. Just Imagine Costa Rica, the thing too. Came, I get wow. up. I usually get up in the mornings anyway. It's not like, uh, ooh, I'm waking up early, that much earlier than normal. But the thing is, it's draining. It's draining. You wake up at 8 a.m., and soccer is a stressful sport to bet on, especially when you're betting on all these totals and we got all these parlays. So it's freaking draining, man. It's like eight hours of stress to start. Like, you know, it's not even so, it's like it's four o'clock today and I'm wiped out. Yeah, you know, not to mention uh, we've got people coming into town uh, for the Toronto Argonaut uh, game. True. Uh, we uh, we nearly had to call uh, the police earlier in the day because clam chowder was uh, missing. 
And uh, I see people have already, uh, there was milk cartons made. Great job by Big Will. There's uh, <laughs> there were some, some milk cartons uh, made with uh, Clam Chowder's missing face. That's awesome. Yeah, quite the weekend, man. And it's just get, get just getting started. Football games, funerals, it's great. Uh, it's seriously, it's only Friday right now. Yeah, football and funerals. There's the name of my book right there. Football and funerals. Football and funerals 101. I was gonna say, wisdom and wagers. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Just came up with that one. That's, I like not it. Not bad. Yeah, wagers good. and wisdom. Oh, I should patent that one. Wisdom and wagers has a better ring. You yeah, got it right yeah. the first time. Wisdom, wisdom and wagers. See, you overthought it. Wagers and wisdom. You oversold it, Cam. You overthought it, so you had it right, I and you, you screwed it, it up. Yeah. I think it sounds good both ways, but uh, no, no. The second one sucked. You messed it up. <laughs> right, Steve Merrill's gonna join us. Yeah, we're Pac, Steve Merrill, Babano, Ricky Sanders. Prince Angle, all that and more. Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decision Ready Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Bratz alongside Cam Stewart. Busy day. World Cup action has uh, just uh, wrapped up. We'll get you caught up to date as far as the tables, the future odds are concerned. Uh, a lot of stuff we're breaking down. Well, we've got UFC Singapore in the morning, actually. UFC Asia from Singapore. Uh, we've got some CFL football this evening. Uh, we got full slate of Major League Baseball. We've got a cool NASCAR race, actually, uh, this week. And, in fact, this is my favorite. Sonoma? Yeah, NASCAR race. I like to go there. This is the only one. Normally, like, um, normally like uh, NASCAR is, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty um, southernish. Yep. You know, Miller Lite and Budweiser cans and Confederate flags. Yeehaw! And, yeah. Yeah, Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner, and Freebird. Yeah, this is like the exception. This yeah. race, it's in Northern California in Napa Wine County, Sonoma. Good times. Like it's like uh, picnics, like wine, wine, Ooh. and like people, cheese and crackers. Yeah, oh, I like it. Yeah, upscale, upscale NASCAR. Yeah, you get smashed on wine. Yeah. And <laughs> the cool thing I like about it is you actually see NASCAR guys turn right and left, and as well. I like when they have to go up and down the hills. Cool. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just visually 
And it's a cool race. It, it just is. Let's bring in Steve Merrill right now. And I know Steve agrees. He's a big Sonoma fan. What's up, Steve? Yeah, I've talked. I've never uh, talked to people who've gone to Sonoma, being on the East Coast. But I have a friend who used to go to Watkins Glen for years back in the '90s. I don't think he goes anymore. But um, he was saying, you know, the problem there is that you don't see the whole race because there's no way to sit on that track where you see everything. So I guess that's the downside to the road courses. Although yeah. nowadays, you know, 20 years later with the modern TV screens and stuff, it's probably a little bit better. But the other thing I remember too about the Watkins Glen, he used to say that. Um, it's the worst traffic ever. There's like one road in and one road out. You know, we talked about Pocono, I think, being bad, but um, every yeah, apparently getting to Watkins Glen is really bad. And I would think Sonoma's probably pretty bad, too, being there in wine country. I went to a NASCAR in Michigan, and I was, uh, I don't know, I was naive thinking, I don't know, it must be close to Detroit. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, it's Brooklyn, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's about two hours from Detroit, all right? <laughs> I made that mistake at the Pontiac Silverdome uh, thinking, I'm going to, oh, God, yeah, I'm like, oh, Pontiac, my God. Pontiac, Pontiac. Dude, it Detroit. took me a day to get back. Yeah, I've been to Pontiac, too. I know Michigan well. So, you know, one thing, though, um, Watkins Glen and Sonoma, two different things, though. They're both road courses, but stylistically, they're different. You know, Watkins Glen is pretty much, you know, a lot of big straightaways and real traditional road course. Sonoma's different. Like, the scenic, you're in wine country. Like, there's the grapes. You see the grapes, and you're in the mountains, and it's, yeah, it's it's very unique Sounds for NASCAR. But you're right, Steve. Look, I grew up around a very big world-class track in Formula One racing. There's Circuit Gilles Villeneuve in Montreal where they have Formula One races. And you remember they were going to have NASCAR there. They did. They used to have the Xfinity Series there at this track. And it's a great track on TV. And the drivers love driving on the track because it's a world-class track. But go to a race there, Steve, as you stated. You're, you stand there, the car goes by you, and then there's nothing for like a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. No, literally, there's nothing. Yeah. You, no, you can look yeah. over and talk to someone. Yeah. So, hey, how's it going in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the, how's the wife? Yeah. And then like, it's like, oh, hold on. Here they come. Here they come. But you're like, I stood, I stood next to the fence at Formula One once. The guys are going like 200 miles an hour. Exactly. So you, you just see this blip of like Ferrari. <laughs> And it goes by, and that's all quiet here, birds. But you're right, though, Steve. They do have video screens and stuff. And there's grandstands and a stadium in Montreal, etc. So you sort of watch the cars when they go past you, and you watch the rest on, on the video. Yeah, I mean, I think nowadays it's probably a lot better than it was in the 80s and the 90s because back then we didn't have the technology, and um, that was probably yeah, pretty brutal. You'd see like one-tenth of the race, basically, is what you're seeing. Um, you bring up a good point, though, Gabe, about this being one of the two road courses, but really the numbers between Watkins Glen and Sonoma do not translate. I mean, we got some guys that are good at road courses and some guys that aren't, um, but some drivers have done much better at one track versus the other. So, you know, I'll glance at some Watkins Glen numbers when handicapping this week, but I pretty much want to see guys that have run, run well at Sonoma because there's no other track like this. There's only one other road course, and it's different. Um, and, you know, obviously we say talk about how qualifying week in and week out is so overrated, especially on these cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half, two-mile tracks because there's just so much time to make it up. This is the one exception to the rule. Guys that start in the top ten here are usually what you want to look at. And the other reason as well, guys, is that the qualifying on this course is really about being able to drive the course. You know, about going fast on an oval and then switching your setup for the race doesn't mean much. But guys that qualify well here, basically that's indicative that they can run the course well and they know where the lines are and they know how to get through the turns fast. 
Um, so qualifying time means something here, and the practice times do obviously as well. Great point. It's like Formula One in Montreal. That's the big beef with Formula One, even with the drivers, that you can't pass. You're screwed. You're screwed. There's there's a couple of chances where you can go too wide. There's nowhere where you go three wide. And similar situation in Sonoma. You're just not going fast enough. They can't, uh, you know, qualifying is uh, critical uh, here. Post position, critical. Now, Steve, you and I often talk, and we talk about how the, the road courses, there are only two of them, and it's changed. Remember in the old days, they used to bring in the ringers, like Boris said and uh, you know Ronnie Fellows. And yeah, yes. They used yes. to bring in these road course ringers. Nowadays, the big NASCAR guys are pretty good at it. The Harvicks, the Bushes, et cetera. They're pretty good at this road course stuff. But you and I have talked about how you have a playoffs and you have 10 races in a playoff. Yet you, 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 it's pretty much the same format, all these tracks, and they don't have that road course. So I was unaware of this, Steve. I just realized this now coming into this weekend that they're sort of meeting in the middle here a little bit. There was the drivers that has been brought up that, listen, there should be a road course in the in the playoffs just to make it a little bit more difficult, less cookie-cutter-ish. So they met in the middle. They're going to race at Charlotte, but in the infield as well. And they're going to call it a Roval. Roval? Yeah, so like road course oval. Yeah. So it's sort of like a Roval. Very, very interesting. It's going to be in the playoffs uh, this year, Steve. Yeah, they've switched the playoff schedule up quite a bit this year, actually. And another uh, race that affects me is my home track, Richmond, you know, has always been the cutoff race for the um, for the final 10. And that is now a few weeks later. So it, Richmond is actually in the playoffs as well. And keep in mind, that's kind of considered a short track. You know, Martinsville is in the playoffs the past yeah. several years. That's a half mile Bristol right before the cutoff. Now we've got Richmond as well, a three-quarter mile. And a couple other changes they made. They're starting with Las Vegas as the first race. That had not been in there before either. And, yeah, Charlotte's the race after Richmond. It's going to be the third of the first-round cutoff. So how interesting is that, Gabe? We have Vegas, Richmond, and then a short track, Charlotte, is the first three. Three races we did not have a year. And a hybrid. And a, and a race that none of them have ever done. They're, gonna, they're going uh, next week to test this, the drivers, to see that what their, their, the layout's going to be. But it's pretty awesome. It's basically like all these big tracks on the infield – they, you know, they, they have, like, uh, road courses as well. They transform into road courses, you know, junior circuits, yeah. uh, driving schools, etc. Yeah. So what they're doing in Charlotte, it's going to be part oval. So they're going to be zinging around the track. But at times, they're going to have to cut in. So you know, when you see they go into pit lane, yeah. it'll be a new pit lane. And then suddenly it'll be like a mini road circuit in the middle of the oval. That's awesome. They're going to go around that and then shoot out back onto the oval. So it tests, like, they're going to have to turn left and right, et cetera, suddenly in the playoffs. I love this uh, concept, Steve. Yeah, and it's going to be a 2.4-mile uh, track now instead of a mile and a half. So it's a much bigger track. They're running 130 laps, 2.4 miles. So it's a 312-mile uh, race. So they're actually running more distance than they normally would at Charlotte because they're basically having more track, as you said. I like this. I think it's a little ballsy to have it as a cutoff race when they've never done it before. <laughs> I know. You know, because you look at the second stage, Talladega is still in there, and it's the second race out of three. You know, so and we all know that's basically a crapshoot. Um, I think, if anything, they should get rid of Talladega and put Watkins Glen in the later part. You know, I mean, that would there's more skill in that race than there is in the restrictor. Yeah, plate. what's what's the point um, of throwing a plate race into the playoffs? That's ridiculous. Exactly. We all know it's a crapshoot. It's 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 ridiculous, they, you know, but, hey, it is what it is. So as far as who's going to win this week, uh, Steve, Harvick won last year. This is the race. 
that sort of anyone, I don't know if anyone can win. Different winner there every year since 2009. Yeah. But the same horses well. for courses do well. That's yeah, what it it's sort of Bush. Yeah, it's the, you know, if you look at the names that have won yeah. here, exactly, Cam, good call. Um, you know, Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, Carl Edwards, Martin Shuex Jr., Clint Boyer. I swear to God, guys, this 2016 Tony Stewart uh, won. I had Denny Hamlin. He ran out of gas, like with like freaking 400 feet left, and Tony Stewart passed him. You remember that, Steve? And he made it to chase in his final season because of it. Yeah. I had that. I, I was sick to my stomach. He ran out of gas. No, no, he ran out of gas. Oh, my God. And it was like, no, he was literally, yeah, probably like, I don't know, like a quarter of a mile away. Like, he was, God. Yeah. The second to last turn on the race, yeah. I believe. Yeah. That's a bad beat. He gambled, though. It, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he didn't he know. He didn't go in for the peak. He goes, I got to Yeah, gotta, they were I'm like, do we it? stop? Yeah, and he exactly. said, no, we no. can make it. <laughs> and it was like, and Tony Stewart, of all people, just passed him at the end. Incidentally, it was the last race Tony Stewart ever won. So good call by Cam. He wouldn't have gotten in the chase. And he wouldn't have gotten in the chase that season either, his final season, his farewell season. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how that worked out at my expense. <laughs> Remember, like, we had the conspiracy last year that maybe Junior, you know, or Jeff Gordon the year before, he would get that break. Yeah, but, but no one likes Tony Stewart. So. Well, yeah, that's true. But you never know what the drivers agree to. That was a little fishy. I thought yeah, that whole thing like, was a little fishy. We like talked Ru- about it at the time, remember? It's like Russia and Saudi Arabia, a little fishy. <laughs> <laughs> Five goals allowed, yeah, right? You know what's interesting about Dale Earnhardt Jr., though, is we talk about guys always do well here. Junior was maybe the – and you've talked, told this story, Gabe, how Junior was one of the worst road course races yeah. for the first yeah. decade of his career. He trained with Boris Ed. Exactly. And he actually got pretty decent by the end. He'd be a top-10 contender. And it, it got me thinking, you know, nowadays – I mentioned technology for viewing the race. I think technology has really helped these guys because they have these simulators now. And I've seen guys that were bad road course racers get pretty good quickly now, like Earnhardt did a few years ago. Um, so that's another reason you got to look at recent results more than anything, because guys that were maybe bad three, four years ago might be able to contend now. You mentioned Carl Edwards also, so two of the past four winners are no longer racing. Yeah, Steve, well, I was going to say that. Like, you guys are the NASCAR experts, but looking at progression upward, Ryan Blaney, this guy started off with the road course at 23rd, 19th, then up to 9th, 8th. Mm-hmm. It's been a slow progression there, and uh, a couple people may think maybe this guy could be a dark horse for, like, a top-five finish. What do you think about Blaney? Yeah, I like that analogy, Cam. I mean, that's a perfect example of what we're talking about. He's a young racer, and he's in his early 20s. He's very talented, as we know, and I, I agree with you. I think that's a textbook example of what I'm talking about, about a guy getting better that could be a sleeper still because he hasn't had a great finish still. And by the way, they just finished the first practice session. Blaney, second fastest overall. Ooh, interesting. Hey, there we call, go. Cam. Uh, one guy that has been very, uh, very consistent, Denny Hamlin. Only driver in the series to have finished in the top five in four of his last uh, road course races, which uh, he also won at Watkins Glen. So you mentioned it, Steve. Guys that are good at one doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be good at the other, despite the fact that they're both road courses. But Denny Hamlin has been the one guy over the last couple of years who's been good at both. How about this, though? The last two seasons, he's finished fourth and second. As you mentioned, he should have been first. So basically, he should have won, and he finished fourth last year. The four races before that, 18th, 26th, 23rd, and 35th at Sonoma. Yep. Yep. So he's another good guy, guy all of a sudden that's gotten good overnight. I think he's a good road course racer, though. He's very good at Richmond. He's one of the best racers at Richmond, Bristol and Martinsville. He's strong. Uh, he was only 17th fastest today, though, in the practice session. You know, normally the first practice session is just to set up for qualifying. 
But I would think on a road course, your car is pretty much set the same all week. So I think this is one of the few times that we can look at these first practice session numbers with a little more legitimacy. And by the way, Clint Boyer was fastest. As I mentioned, Blaney second. Joey Logano, third fastest. He finished 12th last year, but he was third and fifth the year before. And keep in mind, last year, that whole second half of the season, he was terrible after that win was taken away at Richmond. So basically third and fifth the two years before that and third fastest today. Well, I was going to ask you then, when you look at the odds, you got, it's kind of nice, Steve, because sometimes when we're looking at NASCAR, we have like the plus 250 and then whatever, but Harvick 4-1, to one, Bush 4-1, to one, Truex 4-1, to one, Logano's 12-1. to one. So do you see a little bit of value there? Maybe take a, a punter play on Joey Logano? Yeah, you know, what I like about Logano is that Keselowski and Logano have quietly been fantastic all season, and they've been overshadowed <laughs> yeah. by Harvick's Ford team. Without um, the wins, so yeah, exactly. Logano's good on the road courses, and he's had good cars. I, I, you know, one thing you wonder about, guys, is how important is horsepower in this track? You know, that's another thing, is it's probably not as important as it is, obviously, on a big track. Um, Kevin Harvick, by the way, first, sixth, and fourth the last three years, but he was only 12th fastest in the practice. But Harvick's practice numbers are often in the teens like that, and he still can dominate. Um, so, yeah, that's why he's the favorite. As you stated, the cars matter, but the horsepower matters. But this yeah. is where the skill of the driver comes into play uh, a little bit. We find out who the real, who's the re- who are the real drivers. And a lot of these young guys are damn good uh, along the way. But you mentioned Clint Boyer. This might be a guy yeah. we see, Steve, that, you know, the NASCAR guys, they win in streaks, don't they? Remember, Truex wins all the time. And then Harvick wins. And then Bush wins. I don't know. Maybe this is Boyer's time to go on a little bit of a run right now. Coming off the win, it's a rare buy in NASCAR, but uh, he he won the last uh, race. He's won here at Sonoma uh, before. Uh, He was a runner-up here last year. He finished second, so he's got a great track record here. He's feeling really good about himself, and you just said he nailed down a great uh, time to get his uh, weekend going today, Steve. Clint Boyer is definitely someone in DFS I'll be playing, but I think for betting purposes, he's worth a look as well in the 8-1 to range. Oh, I totally agree. This guy's been top three in three of the last six races on Sonoma. Now has the best car he's ever had in his career. He's on the Harvick team, and they've been the best cars this year, as I mentioned. Keep in mind, he also finished first at Martinsville, a half-mile track earlier this year. He finished second at Dover, another one-mile track. Uh, yeah, and he's been very good at Richmond during his career. Yeah, Clint Boyer, fastest in the first practice, is someone you have to look at. I like that pick, Morenci. This guy's on fire. He's a top ten every time. Like, Clint Boyer's going to be there. Suarez is another guy, Cam. Machine, finally. Suarez is another guy that shares the same data with Bush and uh, Hamlin as well. And it's pretty clear that that garage has figured things out, Steve. Suarez, another, uh, I'm not saying he's going to win, but a great DFS pick this week, I believe, Suarez. Yeah, he was he was 16th in his only start last year at Sonoma, but this is a guy from Mexico that has a, a road background. Exactly. Um, and th- that's why he could be a sleeper. And he was fifth fastest today, guys, in the practice. So, you know, Cam, that's another guy that we're talking about could be a lot better than his previous results. I think Blaney and Suarez could be the sleeper picks. And by the way, guess who was fourth fastest? Jamie McMurray. And he's been 11th or better in three of the last four races at Sonoma. So he could be a good fantasy pick in that, that you know, 7,000 range. Do you see Almondiggers, uh, Almondiggers times today? So Almondigger always sort of in the mix. This is always his opportunity to qualify uh, for the chase when it gets to the road courses. He's never won here before. He has won at Watkins Glen. Uh, but yeah. I read an interview with him in which he said he really likes it here. He goes, I've never won here before, but I could. He goes, I really like this place. What do, what do you make of AJ? He was eighth at Martinsville this year, and he's been very good at Watkins Glen, as you mentioned. That got him in the chase a few years ago. He was ninth fastest today, but guess what? He has been 35th or worse in three of the last four years on this track. Is that crazy? 35th, 14th, 37th, and 37th. I mean, if you were to look at those numbers, you'd never even consider them. 
But, yeah, he is a very good road racer. You would think the opposite. I would say, I swear (laughs) to God, I'd sound like an idiot. I would say Almendigger wouldn't matter in a post position. He's the one guy that can gain spots on people because he's so good on these road courses. Well, it's just amazing. 35th or worse in three of the last four races. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on with that track for him. All right, Steve, uh, you got 10 seconds, five seconds. One name, who wins? Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Born to be wild. Just like our uh, man, Clam Clam Chowder. Wild. Wild. He's wild. We'll bring Clam Chowder. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Uh, it's all chaos yeah. uh, here. It's, uh, it's, it's a Friday. Uh, for the record, yeah, we're not a fan of CCR, uh, Florida. we got to scratch the CCR. I, scratch I, I, it. I, don't, I, like, uh, I like Fortunate Son by CCR. Cam's, Sorry. Cam's in a... Uh, I'm a classic all right, type for of Cam, guy. Cam, we'll leave CCR. Blue, the red, white, blue, yeah. Cam's in a good mood because he got a deal on uh, big cans of Pepsi because they've got uh, gay pride rainbow flags on them. Yeah, two for one. Where the regular cans a buck forty nine. What'd you say? They even taste uh they taste better? Yeah, they taste sweeter. It's like got a new formula. I don't know what they're doing with the gay pride can, but I'm liking it. <laughs> it's it's full chock full of gay power. <laughs> power gay power Pepsi. Gay inspired. Extra sugar. Extra sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it's chaos. Cam's talking to me during the break. He's like, you know what? His gay Pepsi is really good. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, pride, pride, pride Pepsi. Yeah, the pride, pride Pepsi can's really good. Yeah. And then I got Mike Florio tells me into my headset, and Cam can testify. Uh, he heard him. Call he goes, Cardano? He goes, listen, Cardano, call Cardano during a commercial break. He wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking, well, it's kind of serious. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of serious if he's like... Once so I call him during a commercial break, and then Cardano's like, what are you doing? He goes, no, I'm calling to come on the show. So once again, miscommunication, Florio. <laughs> Mike Cardano joins us. Mike, how, how have you put up with Florio all this time, Cardano? Uh, he's my guy. He's actually my guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's your, so, I hate to know the other guys there. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you a question. I'm driving. I I'm just – Flori- Florio's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he He's doing a great job. Bust his balls. We're just busting his balls. So, yeah, what, what, you, what, what, how did I make you nearly crash your car? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm listening to your your interview here. And did you just have – make two words, have sex, and create a new word? What, what, what the, is a roval? The roval. Oh, yeah, roval. <laughs> yeah, you like that, the roval. Yeah, it's a new porn fetish. <laughs> Roval.com. It's uh, no look. It's like a road course. So road uh, on an oval. Roval. This is cutting edge stuff here, Cardano. This is why you have us on the air. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm bringing. That no, no, that's what they're calling it. Who's they? NASCAR. Me. <laughs> that's like. What do you call it? What do you call a uh, thing with like half? Fork half spoon. What do you call that? A spork. A spork. 
Let me ask you something, and this has been pissing me off too. Why do they call it like a pitch, a soccer pitch? Like, do you like the soccer? Like, you know, like uh, pitch instead of field. You're like basically like you're talking about college football. They'll say this team's in great shape, great conditioning. They had two a days. You know, in soccer, this team's very fit. Pit. Exactly. <laughs> this team's very fit. It's the Brits. You know, it's not a it's not a goalie. It's uh, the goalkeeper. It's a keeper or a tender. Yeah. Goalkeeper. Well, no, no. You don't that, see my, a lot. That, of, you don't see a lot of overweight soccer players. They're fit. That's a good point. Yeah, they are right? fit. Oh yeah, very fit. Very. That's fit. a good point. It's not like golf where you could be like half a barn rat. Oh yeah, you know? half a barn rat's like. Imagine half a barn rat try to play soccer, <laughs> run up and down the field. I told you, I saw Tim Heron lumpy. He looked like he was dead after a round. Man, he's a big guy with a big boiler. And Mike, they're going to uh, they're going to Qatar next time. Uh oh, hot. Are we? Can so we do I a rem- Google the word Roval? That like is this going to be attributed to you or that or that's a word? That's a real yeah, no, word. No, no, it really is. I didn't make it up myself. That's um. Yeah, let's see. All right, Roval. Let's see what comes up. Roval. I'm almost scared here. Roval components. <laughs> Words with. I don't think uh, that's a word. It's like there's. A, no, no, because they're talking about it in scram, Scrabble. Roval, it is a word. Roval. Roval is a, a cycling company. They sell uh, bike wheels. Makes sense. Yeah. Roval. Ken, if, we, if, we, if we're playing Scrabble and I use the word Roval, you're going to let me pass with that? Go, I, yes. Yes. Part road cars, part oval. <laughs> Roval. <laughs> well, listen. It's the first time they're doing this. So it's new. So the word has just been invented. That's so Scrabble's got added now. Florio. Word. Florio, call the son of a bitches up over Webster's Dictionary <laughs> and uh, tell them we need the word Roval in here. Yeah, Roval. Imagine right. like <laughs> dropping this to one of those kids at the ESPN spelling bee. Roval. Spell, spell Roval. One of the kids. Can uh, can you use it in a sentence? Jimmy Johnson does well on a Roval, Roval course. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right, take care. Have a great weekend. This is Mike Cardano. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were call- I thought, yeah, because I thought Florio said call Cardano on the cell phone. You're on ding, ding, ding. That's what I heard, too. And then he's on the air. Clam Chowder's here. Any, anytime there's any sort of confusion or any sort of problem or anything uh, or miscommunication with. You blame, uh, you blame me or Florio? No, I was just going to say, well. When I trip on a cord? We know it's not my fault. <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> so. I was just going to say, anytime, like, you know, if you're wondering, what the hell is Florio doing? You know, he's a Bills fan. He's a Bills fan. fan. But so am I, actually. Correct. Yeah. We're like the remedial, like, you know. We're the remedial class. Short short bus? Like, yeah, the Buffalo Bills. Like, if if you get to the class, you get to a school, and each class sort of has, like, a logo on the door. The bills were at the end of the hall. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, keep going to the end of the hall and then turn left and go through that locked door. They call those kids special. Bills. Bills fans are special. Very special. Florio is actually probably the most sane Bills fan I know. Really? Or at least one of them. Actually, you know what? I actually know. It's very bizarre. I know one guy. It's actually, he's also a radio guy. Rod Francis in Montreal. He's a Bills fan? Rod Francis. Yeah, he loves the Buffalo Bills. And I swear to God, man, this guy, like, makes Stephen Harper seem like uh, 
Gigi Allen. <laughs> Oh, that guy has the best lid, though. Yeah, listen, so uh, Stephen Harper, great hair, great, 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 great lid. So, uh, oh, son of a bitch! Wait, they don't have his picture. He took his pictures yeah. down. See, I, I can't. I'm not allowed to walk across to your computer anymore. You know why he's got? He's got. Uh, he's got a poppy representing the the troops and the vets. Uh, like, but no he, picture. No, we'll find a picture of him here. I like what his bio says. Rod Francis. Point Claire, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, conservative. Yep. Bills, hockey, traditional media, buy the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so buy the DVD. <laughs> I gotta find a picture of him. You used to work with this guy? Yeah. Like the only thing we had in common was, was like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the only like the only, like, no, no, you don't understand. Like opposites, like, Bills. Yeah. You know what, though? He's actually very good at his job. He's dead, uh, he's dead, uh, dead serious uh, about his job. He's good. He, go, he, go, he goes to work and delivers. Rod Francis, what's his name again? Rod Francis. Rod Francis. Good handle, too. I his like father, it. his father. Not Ron Francis. Yeah. His father's Ron Francis? You know Ron Francis. You the know hockey Ron- player? No, it's oh, uh, I'm like, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Ron Francis is yeah. one of the best whalers of all time, man. You know, he's, not, he's amazing. His father's Ron Francis, the hockey announcer. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise me. It's like Seinfeld with John Voight. John Voight. <laughs> what, John, John Voight, the actor? Yeah. No, the, the dentist. The, John Voight. So you're like, you get all excited. Yeah, Ron Francis. Ron Francis. I was like, That's his yeah. father, Ron Francis. Unbelievable. But not the hockey player. That's great. That's great. The hockey announcer. Wow, that's yeah. so good, Ron Francis and Ron. Yeah, yeah, Francis. he was like uh, he was like a sportscaster in Montreal, and uh, he was like briefly the radio guy of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I think he got fired. Yeah, it's uh, it happens. Let's see. <laughs> I actually worked with him too. I worked with the father and son. All right, see, see, this is a problem because when I go Ron Francis images, yeah, you're you're, you're going to get Ron the Francis freaking hockey Hartford players, Hartford Wheelers. The Whalers. Come on. Ah, oh, yes, yes, you found yes. it? Okay, I'm moving slow. Oh, not nice only and, that, nice I found slow. a father and son. The Francis family? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that guy's got a great look. He really He does. Hey! <laughs> I, wish, I wish. Hey, it's P.K. Subban. How you doing? <laughs> I wish... Wow. I wish I could find a picture of me and him at the same time. There are pictures of me and, like, uh, Rod Francis, Francis together. Imagine, like, that economy. <laughs> yeah, this guy, all, all business. He actually looks like, in that picture, he looks like he's having a little bit of fun. No, he, no, he looks pretty fired no, up. No, that's exactly. He probably had two beers or something that night. <laughs> he probably, like... <laughs> Two beers. I'm thinking he's like the straightest Bills fan I know. Sounds like Florio, but Florio's kind of no, looser. Florio this guy's parties. uptight. Yeah, Florio, Florio had a couple of drinks. Back. Yeah, he's not damn right. Eric Cohen's a Bills fan. That guy's, yeah, he's pretty. Okay, how do I access Because I'm just saying, let, not, the, the best way of putting it is. He's not a drinker or a drug user. He, he's I'm just saying, a like, liar of successes in life. You know what I'm realizing, Ashley? There actually are a lot of geeks that like the Bills. Yeah, yeah. 
it's strange. Like, the one thing about the Bills is they have a very wide range of fans. They do. It's from, really – From computer you look at Steeler to fan. Cocoon. You look at Steeler fan or Steeler, Eagle fan. Steeler or fan are all the same. Raider fans are all the same. Yeah, they are. You look at a Bills fan, it's not. You'll get the geeky dudes. You'll get the the sort of, um, you know, I mean with this what I'll do respect, but trailer. Trash. <laughs> sort of. Got it, guys, yeah. Well, well, with all due respect, people, the people who, like who go through tables and light people on fire, and people like that you and I know who show up to Buffalo bars across the street from oh, the stadium oh, oh, with cheese and crackers and with a their own cooler of beer, <laughs> their own Rambo knife, a brick of cheese. The guy sits at the table, doesn't order anything. Yeah. And, like, even the guy, even the bartender's like, uh, dude, we're running a business here. So, are you going to order something? No, no, no. This like, was the he's best. Like, not, he's like, what are you doing? Not only did he whip out no, the cheese, the I guy know. accepted. I, I, I remember the bartender looked over and he gave him a dirty look. But when our buddy busted out his own beers, it was thing. like, bro, yeah, like, exactly. they're running a business here, Mike. That's the thing. <laughs> he, had, he had sharp cheddar. A knife like that people kill in the Amazon with it was deep bladed. No, no, you're right. The guy was like, This guy's kind of crazy, but we're gonna go. Then he cracked the Genesee light and Genesee. then he snapped. Remember? He's like, dude, you can't and he had a cooler. He came in, like he basically went shopping, he brought in his cooler to the bar. God bless Mike Jarno. Yeah, there's like a whole legion of Bills fans. They don't even go into the games. Like they just they get shit faced yeah. in the in the parking lot. They don't you know. <laughs> I remember asking True. Mike, are you, are you coming into the game? He's like, oh, God, no. He's like, you know, he goes, I haven't been to a game in like 17 years. <laughs> but you're in the parking lot every week. He's like, yeah, I never go in. He goes, I watch the game on TV in the parking lot in my truck. <laughs> this is the same guy that's got like a chick chained up in the back. Not even. We're not even kidding. <laughs> the word we're, we're in Vegas yeah, partying. Yeah. It's like three days in, yeah. and he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, oh shit, I better go check on them in the truck. And yeah. we're like, check on who? who? He's like, I got a dog, and I got a girlfriend in the truck. We're like, dude, your girlfriend is in the truck. I'm like, what do you mean she's in the truck? He's like, she's she's in the truck. She's sleeping in the truck. But for the week, like I know. That's the thing, because we were there. Like when he was wasted, he didn't go back to the truck. And he, then he stayed. And in then my I even room. asked him. I said, well, "Why don't? Why isn't she just in your room?" The thing is, we're staying in a hotel that was like twenty-one dollars a night. So we're like, why is she in the room? He's like, "No, no, no, no." Then we're wondering, like, you know, the guy's a trucker. We're wondering, like, is he one of these truckers that's like abducting chicks along the way? Yeah, that's what they do. Hey, eh? the uh, they call them uh, the lot lizards and things happen. Yeah, you watch Dateline? Oh, I watch a lot of that stuff. Truck stops are shady, man. Uh, one of the worst places to uh, uh, you can do anything at a truck stop. Truck stop, get drugs. A lot of women disappear at truck oh, stops. Big time. They were they had a they had a truck they had the truck stop serial killer. Remember the happy as, as we speak right now, there's someone tied up in the back back of a meat locker, going, "Oh yep. my god!" You're right. I I went in the wrong truck. I met yeah. the wrong guy. It's true. Absolutely true. You're right, though, Gabe. The chick never left. And by the way, not only did Mike have a truck to sleep in, he, he broke into my room. He slept in my room when he had a truck. And you said it. It was $21.99 a night. Didn't the guy win $33,000 playing Caribbean stud, too? $21,000 playing blackjack. Uh, 21. Or poker. Anyway. Yeah, Caribbean stud. Whatever.
Twenty-one thousand. That's a lot of money. Not thirty-three. Okay. I, Every week you ask, didn't he win like thirty? I'm like, no. Twenty. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah. That's a good, still a good chunk change. Yeah, he bought like this white, like, sort of pimp suit. Like he won the money, and like an hour later, like he, he had like this white fedora on. <laughs> like he was decked out in this white. And I was like, oh yeah, this this money's gonna last long. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, two hours later, like, every hour you would see him and he'd have a new thing. It's like, oh, he's got to look at that shiny watch he has now. <laughs> he was sitting there. He's like, he's like, man, my dreams come true. He goes, I'm going to buy, um, he goes, I'm going to buy an apartment. They have, like, it wasn't really a condo. You could buy an apartment. It was kind of across the street from Palace Station. It wasn't that nice, but it was sort of cheap. Yeah. And it's your place. So, it's you know what I mean? But pretty cool. And, uh. He's like, man, he was sort of toasting like he moved there and everything like that. This is great. I'm moving in right across the street. He's showing us, like, the building and everything. And then basically, it was only, like, two days later, man. No, he wasn't. He was back in the truck. (laughs) There was no no purchasing of property. He went through the money fast. He was very generous, though. He's a very generous guy. He was generous. Like, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, um... He bought Super Bowl tickets for everybody. So basically, like $200. So he basically asked everybody without us knowing. So he said, who do you like in the Super Bowl, man? What's your favorite bet? So just as we were partying through these, that's the type of guy he was. So I just thought he was asking for the props or whatever. He he told me, Gabe, what's your favorite prop? If you could only bet one prop, what would you bet? I thought it was for him. And he came up and he goes, "This I know this is your favorite prop. That's wicked. And here it was a two hundred. He put two hundred dollars on it. That's very generous. Yeah, and uh, he did it for like four or five of us. Wicked. Whatever their plays were, who they liked in the That's Super the Bowl. When Jarno had money. He spent it. Yeah, but oh. then so then the then like the next time we're in Vegas, I see him. It's only a couple of months later, and it's already right back. It was one thousand percent back. The way it was before. Can, like, I, can I borrow some money? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Can I? Can you lend me a couple hundred? And I did the same for I, him. I, 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 asked, I let him a few hundred. I asked him. I said, "You like the Giants, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." So I just I put bought, the ticket. Bought him a ticket. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Reverse. I think I gave him a hundred bucks or something too. But he did give me a couple hundred bucks that night when I was all wasted. Yeah, we'll be back in Vegas next month or in uh, mid-August actually. I'll be speaking at the Golden Nugget August twenty uh, fourth. Love the, nugget. Love the Nugget. Football conference. Amazing. Tony Miller. Settle down, Florida. It's, it's getting worse. Like, we're falling asleep here. Play something heavy on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Game Time Decisions. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> Game Time Decisions. Absolute Rage, yes. Radio. I'm Gabriel Ramsey. That uh, first hour flew by. Clam Chowder, the Hall of Famer, the Sports Rage legend, Hall of Famer in the house. He was missing earlier in the day. Bound up. Taylor Stevens tracked him down. Normally, Taylor Stevens would be the easier one uh, to track down. Yes. She sticks out in the crowd. Good point. Uh, but uh, they found uh, Sonny. It's funny because Clam Chowder was missing at the bus station. And... Um, Taylor Stevens tweeted me, and she goes, all right, I studied criminology. We'll be able to find him. And Sonny Vega is at the train station. She's like, no, we can't, we can't find him. I'm like, well, my guess was he's in. Uh, he's walking down Young Street, dressed up as uh, Clam Chowder right now, and just drive down Young Street. We'll probably find him. And it uh, turns out Clam Chowder was sitting in a bus station all along. So... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Listen, Taylor, Taylor and Sonny, you guys are great. I love oh, you both. but That's awesome. Uh, I don't expect the uh, the Taylor, Steve, and Sonny Vega yeah. private the investigators, company? Inc., to be uh, starting anytime soon. <laughs> like, well, he is. He I is. Sonny, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm Sonny, too. I'm like, so are you at the bus station? He goes, I can't find him. I'm like, are you at the bus station? He's like, yeah, I'm in the coffee shop. I'm like, wow. What do you think? He's in the car. I said, well, you got to kind of walk around the bus station. Like, take a look for him. He goes, well, where? It's like, well, have you been to the bus station in Toronto before? Yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, it's not that big. No, actually, you're right. <laughs> like, you, know you, I mean? you, you can get around it pretty good. Uh, I even said, I was right. I said, he's going to be sitting on the floor. You're going to be sitting around somewhere where the passengers are. So he was, at, he was at the Greyhound bus one, not the Union, not the Via train yeah. and all the other stuff. Yeah. There you could get lost. That's a whole different well, story. Well, there it's just because it's confusing because it's been 15 years of renovation. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing. And they took out all our favorite restaurants. Right, let's bring in uh, Babano right now. Who? Uh, Babano. I don't know. He probably won't get lost tomorrow, though. No guarantees. Says Babano's going to the football game tomorrow night. Ian Cameron, sportsbookreview.com, sportsmemo.com. What's going on, Babano? Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and I've got to see on Twitter that our friend Clam Chowder's missing. I mean, geez. I mean, it's, we're all at the point now. We want to enjoy the day. We don't want trauma. No, don't want trauma. We don't want any of that. You know, we want a nice Saturday with lots of harmony, lots of fun, lots of booze, and good football and good times. All right, Ken. I just don't know what the hell's going on, man. It's great. All right, let's. Uh, we got to brush up Cam on his eight ball and MJG knowledge. Cam, trust me, he doesn't need any brushing up on eight ball knowledges. <laughs> Settle down, my man. Like, if we're if we're having a trivia contest and who knowledge of who knows more about eight balls, Cam or Babano, I'm going with my boy Cam on this one. It's a lot. Yeah, I'll defer to Cam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well played, Gabe. All right. Uh, so we're, um, we're going to start the Canadian Football League. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. Okay, perfect. Um, last night, both me and Cam hit the Ottawa Red Blacks. We uh, told you the Red Blacks uh, would get it done. 
and uh, game went over the number, which was nice uh, as well. High-scoring uh, football game, so we start the, the week off with a bang in the Canadian Football League, but you're only as good as your next bet. And uh, tonight, guys, I'll start with you, Babano, since you're the guest. What are you doing, uh, calisthenics right now, Babano? Are you doing, yeah, like, what's going uh, on over jumps? there? Yeah. Going on? Are, you on a, are you on a treadmill? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I could use some exercise here. We're just stuck in the office chair most of the day, and we get a little walk-in, but that's about it. I'll get some walking in tomorrow, though, so I'll be making up for it. But, no, I'm just clicking away here. That's you. Me. Click, 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 click on the sports book in the background. Wow, that's a, that's a really know. loud click. I don't know, man. It sounds like you're jogging or something. <laughs> also breathing pretty heavy, Babano. Yeah, usually that's my thing. I'm okay. supposed to breathe heavy. See, and, and, and Mark this, Lawrence. Isn't, this isn't an instant me of me just being mean or busting his balls. You've noticed this as well, Cam. Like, yeah, well, yeah. you bust my balls for breathing heavy, I will admit. I've never heard Babano breathe this heavy, so he's uh, obviously not doing a lot of walking. Right yeah, now. I got the old Darth Vader mask sound going. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm just waiting for Brady to absolutely. Okay. This guy's this guy's one step away from doing something crazy, Babano. I've worked with him for a long time. You're close, Gabe. You're close. I'm all right. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Ooh. Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers. Uh, let's check in right now. Get the updated uh, odds over at mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. And hey, man, we told you guys, man, we went 6-1 and one with those props, props we gave you, the NBA the other night. MyBookie.ag had the best prop numbers up. Some real nice uh, numbers that they left up on the board. Great juice. Great juice. Very, very low. I couldn't believe it on some of the props. They did a great job. And uh, I'm seeing the... MyBookie.ag has the... Winnipeg Blue Bombers, minus three-point road favorites. It was two and a half. It's been bouncing around. Um, yeah, it even went down. It's, it's all over the place, but it seems to be settling into three right now. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, minus 145 on the money line. Alouette's plus 125. Over under 47 and a half. Babano, I'll start with you. What do you think of this game? Yeah, it's interesting. There were people taking out Montreal plus three earlier today because it did drop down just a little bit to two and a half about a couple of hours ago. And, you know, it is a rookie quarterback, second ever start in the CFL, making his first start on the road. And I think you're just going to get that knee-jerk type of betting action on Montreal because of that, maybe going into this game a little bit. But it won't be my money. When you're talking about Montreal and how much gap they have to close between themselves and the rest of the league, it is massive. And I still think they've got a lot of work to do to prove they can beat the Winnipegs and the Edmontons and Calgarys and especially some of these teams in the West Division. That wasn't even a very good BC team last week compared to the other teams in that division. Uh, and they still got dominated in the second half. I'll give them credit for a fast start. They came out aggressive. I like that they did that with Drew Willie. But once halftime hit, BC made all the right adjustments, and they completely shut down Montreal uh, on both sides of the ball. And Montreal's 0-12 straight up and 0-12 against the spread. Their last 12 games going into this one. I got to see proof they can win. I got to see proof they can cover before I even come close to touching the Alouettes. For me, it's Winnipeg or nothing tonight. Okay. Yeah. 
I love the game last night with Ottawa. I don't love this game, Gabe. I look at the it's a tricky one. It's very, and I'm not reaching. So, I, but, but basically, looking at it, I'm leaning. I'm leaning with the Montreal Alouettes as uh, three-point home dogs. I don't really love it right now. I'm a little bit worried. Winnipeg going on the road, and despite that, Montreal, yeah, that's a good point, Babano. But still, going to BC, they didn't get totally, totally embarrassed. They did get outplayed in the second half, but Montreal, they were, they were not great. But now you're at home getting points against a, a quarterback that, uh, you know, they got tape on now. I think the total of 47 and a half, I know it's very dangerous to go under in Canadian Football League games, but I think that total's there for a reason. I think we could see some defense tonight. I think it's going to be under 47 and a half. It's tricky. It depends on what Montreal does, because I think Winnipeg's going to move the ball against uh, Montreal's defense, and John Bowman's been ruled out. Uh, one of their better defenders uh, on this Alouette's team, veteran pass rusher, not going to play tonight, so that's going to make things even tougher trying to neutralize Strebler. I think Winnipeg will put up points about what Willie can do, and in theory, Willie might be able to do some things against you know, the Bombers defense, which was far from shut down uh, last night. I actually was leaning over because it was such a low number, but I'm not sure I trust you know, a rookie quarterback on the road to light it up or Drew Willie against any defense right now to light it up. So I'm going to stay away from the total. I'll tell you one thing, though. I know Mike O'Shea, from a coaching standpoint, he's decent. He's not the second coming of Don Matthews or Ron Lancaster by any stretch. But, you know, this is still a game where he should have an edge here over Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman's coaching the second-ever game in the CFL. He's just still getting used to things, and he didn't do a good job with halftime adjustments last week, maybe Winnipeg's second half bet, something to look at if maybe Montreal jumps out to a fast start tonight. I don't know if it's like adjustments that he didn't do a good job with adjustments. He just doesn't have any players, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing Chapelaine got accused for, accused of, yeah. Like, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want him to do? It's not like, oh, you know, they got, they got schooled in the second half. They just reality sort of uh, settled in, but some key numbers uh, here that are hard to overlook um, as Babano brought up, the Montreal Alouettes have uh, struggled 12 straight games without a cover. They're 3-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 17 games overall. But last year they went 3-15, and 15 and they won two of the games in, like, the first four weeks. I think they were 2-2 two and two at one point last year, and then the wheels really fell off. So I see the Alouettes are 8-2 and two against the spread the last 10 years in the second game of the season. And I remember they played well last year in the second game of the season as well. But here's a real key, key uh, trend uh, here with the Montreal Alouettes. They're 23-3 and three to the under. <laughs> They're 23-3 and three to the under. They play Tw- a lot of unders. 23-3 and three to the under at home um, in the month of June. Now, generally, they don't play in the month of June that much. Well, they'll start the season maybe in late June. So, essentially, early home games for the Montreal Alouettes stay under the number I'm hard-pressed to see the 47-and-a-half getting there as well. I'm not, you know, I'm more of an over-better in the Canadian Football League, but I'm not dumb, so I'm not going to chase it. I sort of lean, lean uh, with the under, but it scares me because I always lose when I bet football unders. I am going to roll the dice with the Alouettes and hold my breath. It's an ugly pick, though, uh, which leads us into this next game, in which this next one should be some points on the board here, uh, Babano. Um, We talked about it. Hamilton stayed out west all week. They actually uh, played pretty well last week, I thought, against the Calgary Stampeders. Well, yep. they, they went back and forth. Masoli, uh Calgary's red zone offense was awful as well. Yeah. Awful. Which, um, why the total is so high this week. Yeah. Exactly. It was surprising, though, last week. Hamilton only scored 14 points, Babano. And that's the thing. With all the success and or all the talk of June Jones' offense and Masoli putting up stats and stuff, 
it's all dink and dunk, so they don't put the ball in the end zone, man. So they racked up all those yards last week, but they only end up scoring 14 points uh, when it was all said and done. And we all thought that game would go over last week, and it didn't. What about this number at 56.5 tonight? Well, the good news for the Hamilton offense is, you're right, last week, lots of movement of the football, lots of first downs, decent yardage, but, you know, some red zone problems, just not finishing drives off, some penalty problems as well. I think they'll be able to iron that out, because I think Edmonton's defense is a little bit vulnerable, especially in the pass defense. That secondary was had a little bit at times against Winnipeg last week. And for the Ticats, you've got some great news. You've got a guy that can be an impact receiver. Uh, in the CFL, back in the lineup tonight, and Terrence Tolliver, uh, he missed the first game with an injury. He has been cleared to play and will be in the, uh, in the game and on the field tonight. So that's a big target for Masoli to throw to. Yeah, he's good. Great, great yeah. to have him back. Exactly. When you got Tasker, Jalen Saunders is an emerging receiver for Hamilton as well at Oklahoma. He really had a good game last week. Now you're starting to get some more depth at receiver now with Tolliver back. So that should help Masoli tonight. Edmonton's going to score. I, I can't see this Hamilton defense stopping them completely. I mean, Mike Riley and company, they are going to have Delvin Bro on the field. Delvin Bro was signed this week by Hamilton. Uh, all-star second cornerback uh, in the CFL years ago. Went to New Orleans, played with the Saints, couldn't stay healthy there. Now he's back in the CFL. Uh, if he's healthy, he's really, really good. And having him should help Hamilton. I think they're live tonight. Uh, plus seven, I'm looking that way. And I'm also looking over. I know we got our boy Mick Aussie at a game. I know Mike is going to keep us up to date with the weather there and everything. So he says chance of thunderstorms. I'm looking at the hourly forecast right now. It looks like we're going to get just a little bit of rain. I don't think it's going to be a hugely impacted weather game tonight. So I think it's not going to impede the offenses too much. Cam, what do you think of the game? Uh, this game, uh, again, I, I want to take the dog in Hamilton. Don't really trust it, Morency. Total of 56.5. I think we can get there this time. Everyone bet the over, as you said in the last game. That's why it's scary, got, because yeah, everyone's going to bet the over again I, tonight. I got an issue, though, with you, and I'll give you credit. You talk about it, but, Banner, like, you got Johnny Manziel on the team. Bring him in for a couple plays, a couple trick plays, a couple series. Get him ready. Don't just come out. Like, it, it's amazing this Hamilton, this this coaching staff. Like, he, yeah, let Mazzoli start, but let him get acclimated in the offense. Play a little bit. Come on. And now, you know, and then keep teams off guard. I wouldn't be shocked if he got on the field tonight. Yeah, it, it's going to be now or next week for sure well next week's the home opener right so for sure at home it wouldn't shock me but you figure they have to i was talking about this yesterday babano but them working in a couple of packages for johnny manzel if they want to talk about what a great teammate he's been and all the work he's putting in and reward him for a couple of short you know even on the short yarded situations but i i think it'll come around we only got a couple of minutes uh, left here so um what's what's your pick here babano for tonight and then we'll move on to the game that we're all going to tomorrow yeah, Hamilton and over. We'll take the points and we'll uh, go over the total. I got 55. I got a good number. It's 56 and a half. But I think it can still get there. 30, 27, 31, 28 will get the job done. All right. So tomorrow night in uh, Toronto, it's expected to rain um, off and on all day. I, I don't really Not while we're there. I just want to. I just want to jump in. Not while we're there. Apparently, I'm looking, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's well, supposed to like clear out by 5 p.m. So that would yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah, during the day, off and on during the day, but yeah, at nighttime, it, it'll be fine. Weather won't be a factor in the football game. So you got two minutes, uh, Babana. What do you think of the game tomorrow? This is the toughest game. It's the game I'm most looking forward to seeing because it's a Grey Cup rematch. It's two really good football teams. We'll be there. That's another reason I'm excited to see it. But uh, it's a tough one from a betting standpoint, especially from a side perspective. I mean, Calgary wants this game like uh, like anything. 
uh, like nothing they've uh, wanted before. Uh, all the quotes saying we were sickened by the loss in the Grey Cup game. We had a big lead. We couldn't hold it. The fumble changed everything. You'll feel remember they fumbled inside the ten. In the last, in the fourth quarter, they returned it for a touchdown, Toronto, and then they got all the momentum and came back to win the Grey Cup. But it's priced into this number. I mean, you're not getting a bargain here with Calgary, laying three and a half on the road. That's not like Toronto's not fired up for this game. They laid a stink bomb in Saskatchewan last week. Ricky Ray didn't play well. Uh, the Toronto team's talking about our offense has to play a lot better. We want to come in here and play well in our home opener on a night we'll be getting our great cup rings. So it's not like Toronto's not late is going to lay down here in this game either. So I think the values with Toronto, I know Gabe's all week when I've talked to him mentioned a Toronto over teaser makes a lot of sense to me, especially now that it appears the rain might move out before the game starts. I'm with you. Take, take the Argos to the over. Hey, you want to do a teaser, Marenzi? Montreal, a three-gamer, 10-point. Montreal plus 13, Edmonton plus 3.5, Argos plus 13.5. Put that in your pipe and smoke. I'd be worried about the Alouettes, Kevin. It's going to be all or nothing with the Alouettes. They're they, not going to lose by 13, I Yeah, think. they'll either win the game or they'll get absolutely killed. Be careful with the Alouettes in a teaser. It's all or nothing with those guys. I'd rather tease the total if you're going to do that. Just my own personal opinion. Uh-oh. Check out Babano's picks. You can follow him on Twitter, at Babano. Find him over at sportsbookreview.com as well as sportsmemo.com. Thanks, Babano. We'll see you tomorrow, boys. It'll be a blast. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's been a little while since uh, we've looked into Cam's bag. I think we'll play uh, what's in Cam's bag today. I got some what's new items. Bag? There's items in my bag. See, I like this. This is good. Uh, it's good, uh, Florio. I don't even know what this is. Generic Rock 101, but uh, good riff. It's, uh, it's a good. Uh, it's a good uh, riff. So yeah, we'll play uh, what's in uh, Cam's bag. As a, Cam's got a lot of bags. You seem to be excited today. I got some Cam, you're really enjoying your your Pepsi Pride. I got to tell you, I feel like I'm in California on a, on a dock. Like I want to do a commercial. Just beautiful coloring. Just just be, this this is what makes me laugh about society. They had the exact same Pepsi that was just regular for a dollar forty nine. I got two of the two of these for like fifty cents each because it says Pride on it. That's just smart shopping. That's all that is. Yeah, but it's not you. Didn't, they're not selling them cheaper. I don't believe because people are homophobic. I believe it's they're just extras from the pride parade, right? Yeah, it's extra stock. It's because they got a ton of them. And but what, exactly. But, what, sort of like, but I saw a guy. It's like when you see, you know, the the Blue Jay logo well, on there. Which I, it's I, just a little campaign. I, I quite understand, Gabe. Like, no, I saw a Montreal Alouettes symbol on a Coors Light. They're doing an MLB package. But my point being, I saw a man. <laughs> what, the Alouettes are Major League Baseball? Sorry, game? I mean, uh, the Expos were on a Coors Light can. But anyway, what I was saying was I saw a guy go to the other 
one to pay full price for the can. Why wouldn't you just take this can? It's, it's anyway, it's just bad shopping. I like to save money. I got a box of Vector. Box of cereal? Yeah. What else you got in there? Uh, maybe for uh, your party tomorrow, I bought some onion dip. So I was going to bring some chips and make it like a nice dip for uh, for the party, for some carrots or whatever. If we're going to have some, uh, I know we're eating a lot of meat and ribs and stuff like that. So onion dip. I got butter tarts, a Pepsi. Yeah, but that the powdered dip, you need sour cream or something with it as yeah, well. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it tonight. Bring it. Hopefully, I'm going to take a cab over. so I, can, I, want, <laughs> I can't come to your place and take two hours in a train and the sour cream to go bad. Anyway, I got uh, a cup of soup. And, uh, Is that for Babano? Yeah, it's for Babano. And I got to uh, try this new beer. It's uh, crispy uh, cider. So I got that in there. My usual uh, hobo kit of deodorant, toothpaste, and other things when I'm traveling. Might drop by my girlfriend's tonight. We'll see what happens if she's home. But that's the hobo pack right there. And, and the usual suspects, coupons, Dairy Queen cards, and uh, the like. And butter. I love these butter tarts I got. <laughs> 49 cents. I, they're giving food away. I just, I just, I, I, I got to love a good price. I love shopping when it's cheap. Place looks good, Moretzi. I like, it looks really like uh, you're ready to go. You got the, I'm staring at the liquors. I'll be getting into those tomorrow. That's going to be good. Yeah, you got your blender out there. Maybe we'll make some margaritas. Maybe, I think maybe we'll mix it up. We'll try some exotic uh, beverages tomorrow. I'm willing to bet we don't do half the things you just mentioned that we do tomorrow. <laughs> really? I think we're going to, I think I can tell you we're going to barbecue. Yeah. Sonny's bringing the meat. You showing up with May dip, number one, sounds sketchy. Uh, number two, sounds like it's not going to happen. You're right. It's probably not going to happen. Like, I does really that, want does to anybody do listening right now honestly believe that Cam's going to cook up a bunch of stuff and take a taxi and spend $70 on a taxi and say, hey, guys, I spent all Saturday morning <laughs> baking this stuff for you guys. You're right. It doesn't seem very realistic. No, like when, you were, when you were saying it, I was just thinking, you know, all right, what's the next topic here? Because he's not, you know. I'm gonna bring a. I am gonna bring dessert though. One of those butter tart cakes. I, I think I could fit that in the bag. I think that would be a nice gesture. That's housewarming. Plus, that's plus four hundred. That's plus four hundred. That's plus. No, no, that's a bet. I think I can make. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna win that one. <laughs> if I don't remind you, there's no way in hell you're bringing cake or a pie tomorrow. You'll see. Yo, you have no idea. I'm actually going to surprise you. Now now, 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 now you put it out there. Now you're, you're actually be, questioning me. You're so. going to be like George Costanza. You're going to bring it. You're going to bring a bottle of Pepsi. Oh, I got to bring my own drinks too. I, by the way, uh, your brand is on sale at the store. I just uh, went uh, beer perusing before I came over here to do the show. What, you, Sleeman? You're going to be in a good mood. Yeah, Sleeman's on for 11. Get some stock it's up. still pretty expensive. Yeah, it used to be 13-something. So I'm just saying, if you're in the mood, it's on sale. Yeah, so we still have a lot of booze here from uh, the last time there was carnage after a game. Yeah. After the uh, the Raptor game, things got pretty ugly. Sure did. And um, a lot of things get ugly after Grey Goose. <laughs> it tastes good, but. Yeah, it's it's true. About a lot Same of with nights. rum. Rum's got a lot of sugar in it. That bit makes people go cuckoo. The rum is uh, a Sunny Vega thing. So we've got two bottles of Bacardi here. Yep. What's this stuff? Stoli. Vodka. Yeah, Stoli. I love Stoli. That's my brand. Stola Ninja. Yeah, the best. Why buy Smirnoff when you can get the same stuff for the same price? People don't know. Smirnoff in Russia, it's like... Uh, it's pissed to them. You got to get the stolen. No, no, yeah. Smirnoff isn't really even Russian. It's just sort yeah, of. I'm saying like that's real yeah. Russian vodka for the price. I would rather get that. 
Grey Goose is also overrated. If you want really good vodka, you get Kettle One. It's it's cheaper and it's better. It's already been proven. Do you think Kettle One's better? Yes, I do. Grey Goose, I'm saying for the price, is more expensive. And Kettle One, if you talk to real drinkers, yeah. they'll tell you Kettle One's the the Cadillac of vodkas. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree. Thank you. I, you know, there's side. I know liquid's pretty good, Gabe. I'm a, you know, Grey Goose is big time. Oh, it's great, great yeah, vodka. Yeah, see, I'm not going to argue with no. your, your your alcohol knowledge. Um, yeah, no, it's great vodka. No, I'm is. just saying for it the is. price point, I don't think it's as yeah. good as it can be. Like Belvedere is another one, a high-end one, you know? Like, I'm not spending up for Grey Goose. when It's kind of like we look for value in a line. Like You I, do get a little less hungover, though, on the Grey Goose. Compared to the bottom ones, yes. Like, the worst... Like, Grey Goose is cleaner vodka. Absolute but, paint thinner. But the thing with Grey Goose is... I still find it to be pretty heavy. Like it still has that sort of vodka taste. That over, yeah, that oh, hot oh, sort of. If you want hot taste, absolute will make your. I hate uh, uh, that's the word. Uh, honestly, I remember my. Like, body, when you drink oh. it and you feel it in your stomach, sort of expanding and warming up, yeah. it's like, oh god. I've had I've had absolute with something hot, like hot Mexican food. I thought my stomach was gonna explode. Like that's the thing because it's flammable. It's hot in there. You're. It is. It basically yeah, tastes, it tastes like lighter fluid. Yeah, I know. I'm concerned the place is going to blow up. Like I said, Sunny Sunny Vega. Yes. The guy's a walking Molotov cocktail. He sure is. Like this guy, our, our buddy Sonny Vega, great gambler. He finished like 16th in the Super Contest a couple of years ago. Won big money, um, like uh, 18K or something like that. Um, so he's a big-time gambler. I mean, the guy's betting $500 parlays a couple of times a day. He likes to swing for the fences, but... When he loses, sometimes he doesn't take it very well. He likes to burn things. And, uh, yeah, he has a, a habit recently of burning burning the clothes that he's wearing after these losses. Now, the the funniest is <laughs> not funny, but when he lost the nine dimes on the Vegas, he came on my show video, and he was decked out. Like, he had, like, the Vegas hat, the Vegas. He had, like, all Vegas. <laughs> he's... The game's over, and then after the game, he tries to pull like the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, effing son of a bitch. Like he starts ripping, like he can't rip it fully. So then he, you see him looking around, and then he busts the lighter out, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you're gonna burn yourself, man. Because if you look at Sonny's uh, Twitter account, it's nothing but him burning things. Like, every day, you just see him. He's like, F the San Antonio Spurs. They've F me for the last time. I saw him burning a pile of Patriot gear after the Super Bowl. Like, you better get him a, you better get him a garbage can. This is so, your place. You can't just let him have burning things in the uh, in the studio. Yeah, so um, another thing is, though, uh, so uh, he's Macedonian, and they have a tradition uh, camp to honor the dead. And, uh, of course, you know, we lost another one uh, this week. I'm going to the funeral for Old Laprell. So last time I was sunny, and um, it was my grandfather's birthday. He was passed. So I told him that. I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to have a couple of drinks with my grandfather today. Let's go to the – it was the playoffs. And uh, so I meet him at the bar. When I got to the bar, the um, all all around him and Taylor on the, the floor, it was like soaking. It was like somebody spilt drinks all yeah. over the place. But it was sunny, so um, they pour a shot on oh, the ground right. – Yes. To yes. join the people that are being buried. Yeah. It's, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice uh, gesture. That's what they do. And other people stole it. One from my homie. That's it. But yeah. it's an old Macedo- Macedonian. Macedonia. Yeah. But it's better. Uh, it's a better gesture when it's on somebody else's floor in a bar. Yeah. So. 
So the last time, bring up good points. Yeah. So the last time, <laughs> I just did my. The last time we're here, like yeah, Sonny's like trying to burn his yeah. his Raptor gear, and I look over like. He's pouring booze all over the floor. And uh, I was like, all right, all right, that's enough honoring the dead, man. I was like, dude. (laughs) I was like, he's like, I'm doing, because I looked over at him and I was wasted. I forgot, too. I just look over and I see him, like, pouring shots on the ground. And I looked over. I said, what the hell are you doing? Like, I looked, I said, what are you doing? He goes, it's for your grandfather. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I couldn't help it. I was like. You're going to warp the wood. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, the even wood. my grandfather would be like, yeah, hey, man. you're going to warp the wood. Is that the Scottish grandfather? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely worried yeah, about he, warped wood. He, he, he'd be, he uh, would have lost it. He would have told Sonny, listen, I, I appreciate yeah, your yeah, gesture, yeah. but you're ruining my floor. Now i got to yeah, go to Ace yeah. and buy new hardwood. Costs a lot of money. Exactly. Because I noticed right around my uh, my sink and stuff yeah, I've been noticing where water, water goes on the ground, the wood just becomes a little bit more uneven. Yeah, you should see my bathroom because of my the perspiration and heat. Oh, my, my bathroom wood is basically like I. It's so you're shredded. saying your sweat is um, the heat of my bathroom is warping, warping the wood. Yeah, like the, we had to replace the door, like Portuguese Joe. The, the door just the fell door, off. Oh well, yeah, think about all the heat, 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 heat. The door gets warped, so it doesn't close the right way. We had to take it out and replace the door. You guys ever thought about uh, buying a fan? There's a fan in there, but it's not like it's well, it's obviously not working. It sucks. Yeah, no, it's it's popular. It's one of those fans just goes. Eh, yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't it go. Just, no, I need re re re. No, you need you a cooling it. fan yes. to keep it cool in yeah, there, right. no, 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 so no. your door doesn't melt. Yeah, but anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy though. Wood bends, man. Wood bends. The heat. Oregon, uh, Oregon State's up seven two on Mississippi State. Really? Yeah. College uh, World Series, which uh, you can bet over at uh, mybookie.ag. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the prop builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forgetting having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. If you sign up for a new account using promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag and a promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the prop builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. This baseball board tonight, I'm trying to... It's 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 a dog's breakfast. No. It is hard, man. Ryan uh, Ryan Hainzer, our boy Hainzer, checks in on Twitter. <laughs> and if there's one thing Hainzer knows, yeah, yeah, booze is booze. I, a lot of things I know, Gabe. Yeah. Shut up, buddy. I know a lot more than booze. As our boy Hainzer's uh, drank more than uh, the cartoon character. Andy Cap. <laughs> Andy Cap. Remember Andy yeah, Cap? he used to get wasted all the time. <laughs> Where's Andy? He's at the bar. Yeah, didn't he run away from his dude, wife? Dude, yeah, his and movie. the Andy yeah, Cap yeah. thing was basically, that was the, the thing. The joke. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it'd be like a caption to be in the kitchen. My wife, like an angry wife. Where were you last night? Andy Cap looks all messed up. I don't know, honey. <laughs> Like, he was just like a drunk loser. Like, like I don't know. Like, but, but, right. but no? <laughs> but, lo- but lovable. But lovable. Like, he, he got away Wasn't with it Wasn't there something lot. controversial? What, about Andy Cap? Yeah. 
No, I don't think. He I did. think he came home one night and might have uh, attacked the wife. If he hit her, then that's the end of the. That, no, that, I that, think there the was the a cartoon day. where he hit her. Yeah, he, he was like, you know, I've had enough, and I could be wrong. I don't know about that one, Gabe. I don't think uh, that sounds like a pretty racy strip right there. I, I, I know he was a booze bag, but I'm not sure. See, I, I, I it's can't. like Mister Rogers converting to a Satanism, right? <laughs> oh no, that's right. That never happened. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. Remember that episode of Mr. (laughs) Rogers when they pray Satan? Oh, no, no, no. That never happened, Brentsy. Andy Cap. You like Andy Cap? He's great, eh? Andy Cap controversy. There's no controversy. There's an Andy Cap controversy. There is. Oh, here we go. The mirth and misogyny of Andy Cap. Now, first off. The mirth and misogyny. What a great. That's a great handle. That's BBC. The yeah, Brits, they like the, the, the deep words. Yeah, very strong. The mirth and misogyny of Andy Cap. Bosses refuse to honor work shy hero Andy Cap. Didn't say he, he didn't hit her, though. Right? Uh, why won't? What's Tom telling you? There's a, there was a controversy. Uh, this is some good stuff, man. This is like some real useless information. It'll make. hiring you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes you want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates that's why you need indeed.com post a job in minutes set up screener questions based on your job requirements then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard discover why three million businesses use indeed for hiring post a job today at indeed.com hire search for greatness search indeed Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like Silverstone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15 percent off our best waterproof floors more from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation hurry get to your local lumber liquidators today 
fantasy. Freestyle. You know who I do like there, though? Free agent acquisition, Dion Lewis. Okay? I like Dion Lewis, especially in PPR formats. In PPR formats, he is an RB2 for you, okay? He is one of the top 20 running backs in PPR formats. You see what they do. They went out and got him because they're moving away from this exotic smash mouth. And I think especially in PPR formats, he is going to be a beast for you, Mariota's new little security blanket. Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Game time decision continues. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Our apologies uh, for the uh, abrupt break there. I'm just telling Cam that uh, handicap. Well, we just thought he was, uh, you know, a yeah, funny drunk cartoon character. No. But no, he's worse. Uh, they wanted to uh, erect a uh, lifestyle, life size. Um, bronze statue of the terminally lazy, heavy-drinking, chain-smoking handicap. But the plans hit a snag after businesses refused to sponsor uh, the statue, afraid of appearing politically incorrect. The campaign was backed by the Daily Mirror, where handicap had appeared for more than 40 years. All right. Uh, they didn't want to be associated with a flat-cap-wearing wife-beater. <laughs> I think it's rather sad. We're honoring the creator of one of the world's most famous cartoons, not condoning the actions of that character. Such arguments do not persuade campaigners against domestic violence. We're appalled at any suggestion to a memorial to handicap. His physical fights were his fights with his long-suffering wife, Flo. Flo. Were a mainstay of the cartoon's humor. An early one-frame cartoon has Flo dazed on the floor wailing. Oh, when we were recording, you used to uh, take your cap off before you hit me. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, that's... that's uh, Another strip from the mid-70s, uh, Flo's lifelong friend, Rube, asks her how she keeps her looks. Flo quips, uh, constant care, Rube, I keep uh, me mouth shut. You see... Uh, yeah, that's basically handicap. Cam? That's not... There's a dark side to handicap. Oh, very dark. I... <laughs> You were unaware. You're, I'm so unaware, Gabe. Honestly, I remember Andy Cap just reading the cartoon. I just thought he was an old little little booze bag that came home late, spent money at the track, like a complete dirt bag. But I didn't know he took it up a notch. I didn't know he beat up Flo. Andy Cap's cultural status in the United States was cemented when Homer Simpson, uh, in an episode, was laughing uncontrollably at an Andy Cap cartoon in which he uh, said, "Oh, Andy Cap, you wife beating drunk." <laughs> you can see why uh, yeah they don't want they don't want yeah. the uh, yeah. the, the statue yeah it's it's not happening you can't go in the past man everything is uh, everything it's a different world we're living in right now it's right dark, dark times man yeah it's true it's true so basically yeah. Yeah, even handicap is uh no it's not good anymore. bad 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 it's okay but handicap died of uh liver uh, liver disease because he's a drunk good point so there was justice yeah well, not really flow remarried and uh Moved on. Then that's good. Yeah. Then there's justice. He might have left her alone and broke, Gabe. We don't know. All right. So our boy Hanser says for the price point, he goes with Stoli. Yeah, of course he does. Stoli's the best. You can get absolute Smirnoff or Stoli basically around the same. Like if you buy absolute by choice, I, I don't even know you. 
Like I, I honestly say, like you, you, you don't have taste buds. Like it is like drinking, like, like absolute is. It smells like lighter fluid. <laughs> the absolute worst. It is the it's absolute. Not worst. worse than Rikolov. No, the stuff that Blessing gave me is I can't even tell you about that. Like yes, it's it's rough. It's like drinking Drano, Boo, booze with Drano. Now a story we didn't get to. Uh, very much. I think we briefly brought it up, but uh, now that it's it's reality seems to be sinking in, that Jameis Winston's going to get suspended for three games. It's amazing. You know who the quarterback is in Tampa Bay? Without, like, Jameis. So who's starting the first three weeks of the season now? Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right. As Ryan Fitzpatrick is, he really is like Freddy Krueger. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick has taken on a new... You can't die. A new life now in which he is referenced uh, with the uh, the classic characters of Jason, Freddy, <laughs> and uh, every other sequel and memorialized horror movie legend. As it really is, it's time to really almost tip our cap to this son of a bitch. Oh, he, he finds a way. It's amazing. Like, he sucked for years, but he just... He just hangs around. Right place, right time, right contract. One of the things that uh, surprises me the most uh, is the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick's actually thrown from 40 more touchdown passes than he has interceptions. But, God, he's got a lot of interceptions. Yes, yes. 136 interceptions on the season. Six six in one game. This is going to be his 13th year in the National Football League. It's pretty an impressive run. He came into the league in 2005, man. 2005, so 14 years. You can't say the guy's that's not, not, that's not, not ready. That's not easy to do the last 14 years yep. in the National Football League. It goes to show just the the low barometer of the backup quarterback in, in professional football. But so um, Jameis Winston suspended for three games. I don't think he should. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed.
Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. I swear to God, it's amazing we've never been struck by lightning before. It's true. Considering hard luck. No, I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's the guy. Remember the guy who's been struck like seven times and still living? That's what it kind of feels like. But yeah. We can't, we can't blame uh, Florio for that one. I don't know either. what's going on. I can't blame you for tripping over anything. No, I'm not doing, like, I'm scared. I'm, like, not tri- like, I'm not even trying to, like, shift a centimeter. Oh, yeah. It's, don't move. Nobody move. Freeze. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> That's frustrating. Our, our, I, don't, I wouldn't be touching that. I don't know. Our, our apologies. I, 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 yeah, we do apologize. Yeah, I don't know. It could be we one, don't, we one, don't know. one of 99 uh, million different uh, things. True. So, you know, the end of the week, a lot of mileage. Uh, a lot of mileage on a computer, man. It's true. A lot of mileage on the air. Also, time for an oil change. No, to be honest, um, it's best if we shut down, reboot, restart before every possible program that you do. Yep. Except it's tough when, you know. Things are, oh, things are happening. Things are going on yeah. all the time. Everything runs through this one computer, et cetera. But our apologies uh, for that. And uh, no one to blame but uh, but ourselves. True. I was in the middle of a very good rant, too. Yeah, about uh, Jameis Winston, Uber. Yeah, Bam. so J- so Jameis Winston suspended for three games. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the starting quarterback, or at least tentatively be the starting quarterback. You know, for the first three games of the year, they're at New Orleans, and they get the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers in Tampa. Good luck with that. They were already probably going to go 0-3, yeah. but... People always think Tampa are on the cusp. Ooh, Tampa are close. Tampa I, this. I agree, Gabe. I'm actually going to make a bet and put my money where my mouth is. I might bet Dirk Cutter to be the first coach fired at like 16 to 1. He's not like close to the top. It's like Hugh Jackson or whatever. I think that's worth a flyer because I think Tampa be. Bay sucks. He should be fired. Well, think he about, should be replaced. No, I'm just saying when you look at the board and you try to find something that can happen, Hugh Jackson with Cleveland rebuilding team, like there's a lot of other situations. Yeah. I look at Dick Cutter's situation and say, that guy could easily be fired despite this Jameis Winston situation. Their team going nowhere, and really, I never thought he was the man for the job. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know why he got the job. Dirk Cutter, he was a good coach. He was, listen, the most success. Good Dirk, coordinator. The most success he ever had is he actually built the Boise State football team. So he's the one that sort of turned Boise State into something, and Chris Peterson took it to the other level. Um, so he, you know, that was his thing. Then he left Boise state and he went to Arizona state and whatever. He was just average at Arizona state, less than average. Somehow parlayed that into offensive coordinator jobs, which he was a decent coordinator, yeah. but not, he wasn't great. He was with the Atlanta Falcons and stuff, whatever, man. The Falcons have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Devonte yeah. Freeman and all these guys. Anyone can be their coordinator. You know, the Shanahan was their better one. Yep. And Dirk, Dirk Cutter's just one of these football guys who's been around forever. And he shouldn't be a head coach in the National Football League. He should be a college coach. He really should be. I've said it a million times. He should be like in the Mountain West or something again. And he'd be successful. And all you need to know about him, and it's funny because Dirk Cutter last year was bitching about how the team has a losing attitude and a losing culture around them. Well, 
you hired an offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, that had never coached in the NFL before, and it went one in uh, one in eleven with Southern Miss or zero in twelve. Yeah. It went like won three games in yeah. three years. And that used to be a program. And somehow you figure that it's a good idea to take this guy that was a coach at Southern Miss and a bad one at Southern Miss, and only was a coach at Southern Miss because the other coach had to leave in uh, you know sort of in in controversy. You make him the offensive coordinator, and you wonder why you have a losing attitude. Come on. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, somebody asked me last night, what do I think? And I'll throw this at Ricky Sanders a little bit later on. What did I think of, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, does it hurt Mike Evans? And I don't really I don't think, think it, it does. does. I don't think it does Is at all. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick any worse no. than Jameis Winston? No, he's no. not. Like from a throwing the ball down the field? Jameis Winston, yeah. Better athlete. But He'll when pushing up the yeah. shove, Evans will do fine. No, I don't think it'll change. I, I, it won't change. Fitzpatrick throws the ball down the field, and he doesn't care if it gets picked off, so it's almost a good attitude to have. He, he'll just keep throwing it. He's a gunslinger. Yeah, he'll just keep. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And the first game they're playing is at uh, New Orleans as well. Going to be points there. Bombs away. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick can cover point spreads for you. I mean, he can also cost you. Listen. It's just amazing that after all these years, he's still, you know, 14 years in, he's going to be a starting quarterback. i got to be on. No, I'm, and I'm with you, Gabe, but there was games that when, when, when Jameis Winston got hurt and Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, came into the games, these these there were games where these guys were down like four touchdowns. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick actually a couple times last year brought them back there was from game. situations that Jameis Winston put them in those situations with their right. turnovers. It was versus Adrian Peterson and the Cardinals. It was some, yeah. it was some crazy game. He got us the they cover. Were, he came back. Yeah. They were down huge. Winston spotted them like a couple of picks. It was like it was, 20, 21 nothing right yeah. out of the gate. It's, yes. And uh, Fitzpatrick actually Battled. chipped away, got the cover. They didn't win, but he got the backdoor cover. Yep. Because he's he doesn't care. He's a grinder. Well, a grinder in a sense that he doesn't care about the result. And it's worked for him in not caring. Like, he doesn't get faced. If he throws an interception, it doesn't bother him. He's like, well, I've already thrown 136 of them, and I've already made $222 million. So whatever I'm Wee-oo. doing, I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> I keep just keeps me in the league making $12 million a year. Yeah. So he doesn't – It's it's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. Like he just, you know, it doesn't doesn't yeah, face. He's got a him, short memory, which is a good the, thing. But the but thing he makes is, bad decisions. he will make mistakes. Yes. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick yes. will throw two TDs in a game, but he's going to throw two interceptions. Yep. A big thing with Fitzpatrick is he turns the ball over at the worst time. Red zones. That's his thing. You remember two years ago with the Jets, they could have made worst the playoffs, game, game. and and he didn't. Chiefs game. He turns the ball over. No, the Chiefs game was the one where he threw six, six interceptions. interceptions. I'm talking about there was the last game of the year against the Buffalo Bills. The Jets would have made the playoffs. And Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions against the Bills. And the Jets would have made the playoffs, but they didn't because the Bills beat them. So he'll make he'll make plays, but he'll he'll turn it over. And his big thing is, too, when he was on the Bills, he was the freaking king of fumbling the ball like with four minutes left. Like, the Bills are moving the ball, they're moving the ball down the field, and then boom, he fumbles the freaking football. But from a fantasy standpoint, I really don't think it makes all that much of a difference, to be honest. It won't, because he'll go deep to Evans. It's exactly the same thing James Winston's going to do. I don't think it's going to be a difference at all. All right. probably find some value with him, too, because people are going to think it's going to impact him. We've got uh, Clam Chowder in the house uh, here. Clam Chowder, how we doing, how we doing, how we doing, and... You know, uh, Chowder, we were worried about you. Uh, you were lost uh, briefly in the city uh, earlier today, but uh, Taylor Stevens and uh, Sonny Vega found you. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was like a UFO uh, yeah, today. Uh, marvelous Gabriel Moretzi. I'm still uh, yeah, getting that uh, yeah, yeah, hangover uh, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, all of a sudden I see this uh, guy saying, hey, hey. I say, what's hey, hey? What's going on? Says, we're looking for you. I say, I'm here. What's the matter? <laughs> say, yeah, was an hour and go, going all over the place. I say, an hour? I'm fucking sitting here an hour. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Who's on first? Who's on second here? Who's eating in our fucking porridge? Well, watch the language here, Chatter. Uh, sorry there. Uh, uh, who's eating the porridge here, you know? Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, uh, great to see uh, what's in the kitten here, uh, Cameron Stewart, and uh, Marvelous Gabriel Lawrence. Good to see you, uh, Chatter. So, you ready uh, You ready for the uh, the Toronto Argonaut game? You, you're in uniform. You've got the uh, the costume and the mascot. You ready to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mascot is uh, jacked up, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward for that replica ring. You guys could stay back, whatever, but I'm... Rushing for it. Yeah, the Toronto Argonauts giving away a Great Cup uh, championship uh, replica ring. Chowder surprised me. Yeah, with no, the no, F no. With the the F boss oh, caught me not, off guard for me. I didn't see that one coming either. No. But, but Chowder told me while you were going uh, walking in the studio. I think Chowder might not. But are you off your meds? Did you bring your pills? <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing okay. He just wants that replica ring, and he says, uh, "What is it? The first six thousand in the building? Yeah, we'll get we'll get rings, won't we? No." We won't? No. Well, Chowder says he wants a ring, so we got to find a way to get him a ring. The game's at 7 o'clock. Yep. I would say to get a ring, you probably have to get there at about, uh... I'd say closer to 6. I don't know. It's for not, a it's, replica ring? It's not like it's, it's going to be like the ring we got from our old employer, Gabe. You win up like... It's, the it's, the it's, plastic it's, ones. Yeah, no, it looks metal. But it's like it's a little bit heavier. It's not going to be like a two dollar job. It's going to look like a nice ring, but it's not going to be like a replica ring. Like it's going to be a ring. Like you can. No, like, they're not giving away diamond encrusted no, no. rings. These obviously. things are worth a couple bucks. That's what I'm. I gotta believe they'll be on eBay after. For so, for, for what? Ten bucks? I don't know. Probably. No, they'll probably try to get forty. Thing 40. is, how many? I don't know. How many people really want it? How many diehard Toronto Argonaut fans are there? Lots. There's uh, a they're, they're, they're the ones that are there. I would say good. I would say I would say if you got there at uh, like three o'clock. Three o'clock? Yeah, you that's know what? Early. Uh, that's early. Probably no get, one's getting you, there you at you three o'clock. Probably get there at five. Yeah. I'm thinking closer to the because they party in the parking lot before, right? So Chowder, don't worry about it. You're gonna get a ring, buddy. We'll make sure if it doesn't happen there, we'll go on eBay and we'll get you a ring. No, what? I promise that. I'm. I'm. I, I. I. I will promise. He will get a ring. I'm not promising anything. I know. Well, that this one's on that's, me. Yeah, that's this one's promise, on me. This yeah. one's on me, Chowder. It's on me. You got some picks? Yeah, I do have some picks, Gabe. I'm actually going to take your Montreal Alouettes, even though they're not your Alouettes tonight, at plus ten, under fifty-four and a half, and a small. Oh, I like play, the Alouettes. And there. a small play to the under forty-seven and a half with Montreal at plus three, hoping for the best in baseball tonight. I like the Atlanta Braves to get it done, the Minnesota Twins at a pick 'em, and the San Francisco Giants laying 40 cents. That seems to be the the play right there, and uh, lots of CFL picks this weekend. It's going to be a good one. A tricky night uh, in Major League uh, Baseball. A couple of spots I see I like, though. Small unit plays. Small unit plays tonight.
wow, these guys are fleecing me. I got to get to the to sell some pizzas. And rest. You're not going to believe the price. Usually it's like eight bucks, it's like twenty six bucks now. Twenty six dollars uh, for I, Uber. I, I, honestly, I want to. I'm losing. Twenty six dollars right? for well, Uber. Yeah, now I got it. And I got it down to fourteen. So I better click on this one. This is as good as it's going to get. That's well, a big difference. Twenty six and fourteen. You, you think I can get Chowder a ring now? Thanks, Chowder. Save twelve bucks. <laughs> God, it's unbelievable, these guys. It's it's right down the damn street. Be thankful, Marenzi. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a great day tomorrow though, buddy. Great day. And I will bring something, I promise. Damn bites the dust. No. Oh, my driver, Chin. Chin is on his way. His name is Chin. 4.9 star rating. Don't grope him. You'll end up like Jameis Winston. <laughs> Don't.